Hi everyone, it's Travis with a couple quick announcements before the start of the after show. First is a scheduling detail. Normally after the after shows, <laughs> after the after show, we do a mini season and we are going to do that again. Uh, we'll do a mini season with special guests as is tradition, so you'll have that to look forward to. Um, but actually, just to give us one more week of buffer to prepare the next season, we before we get to that uh, mini season with special guests, uh, next week we are going to be airing the Dungeons and Dragons Ravnica adventure that uh, was previously released on the Dungeon Delve feed. So anyone who didn't catch it there will be able to hear um, that episode next week. That's the first announcement. The second is that we're actually doing a giveaway. The folks uh, at Norse Foundry uh, contacted us. I want to be clear this is not an ad. They, there's no money exchanged here. I, I'm very adamant that whenever something's an ad, ethically, you should be very clear that it's an ad. This is just... They said, hey, we have some dice sets. Do you think your audience would like them? Do you want to do a giveaway? And we said, yes, <laughs> I think giving away free things is good. So uh, the only two things you need to do to uh, be entered in for the giveaway is to follow us on Twitter uh, and to tag at uh, VREcast with uh, your favorite season uh, and then use the hashtag uh, VREdice. Uh, so that we know that's what that's uh, why you're you're tagging us, um, and then we will close up that giveaway uh, on March 31st. Um, yeah, and you can uh, get a few sets of dice. So, uh, and of course, they are uh, they're random sets of dice. So, uh, yeah. And anyway, here's the after show. Have fun. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, and other 80s stuff. It all comes to be it all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm after Greg. I'm after Logan. I'm after Lee. <laughs> I'm after Travis and Greg, you did it wrong. What did I do? Yeah, you left off a word. Where? But it's okay. I, th- I mean, that's not even the wrong thing. I was I was going to let that slide. I think in the after show, aren't we supposed to do another weirder stuff? We're supposed to make it OG? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought I'd flare it up. You know what? We used to just do weirder stuff all the time always until Lee flared it up. So I'm good that's with Greg That's true. That's true. We're saying goodbye to the 80s. Goodbye, 80s. I mean, don't at me. Goodbye, you. 80s. <laughs> I liked it. It was fun. I never knew the 80s. <laughs> I, never knew the... I was zero to five in the 80s, so I don't really know the 80s either, but I know a lot of stuff about the 80s. Yeah. Well, the 80s bled into the 90s. <laughs> yeah. And Especially in the South. This was like the most fun season, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved this I... so much. I personally love my Hello Team so much, so <laughs> I think... But this was. The Hello Team was like super personal to you. And I feel like for me and yeah. Greg, this was like 
personal for us. Yeah. I mean, not that it wasn't for you because you also, but like Palatine was more personal to you than, you know? Yeah. I mean, Travis just called out like, this is the best one. And I want to be like, it's my second best one. <laughs> I, I, said, I don't think it I was said, the best I one. Said, I said most fun. I think those are, I think those are different mm. things. Those are different things. I, I like all the seasons for different very different reasons. reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like all of them. I don't want to choose between my kids. Jeez. You don't have to. It's okay. Like, I think this one is the most fun, but I don't think it's the most funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I think those are different things. Those are very different things. This, Yeah, this was a trip. <laughs> we took a trip, didn't we? Our first one was yeah, the weirdest was one. Yeah. But it was um, also, yeah. like, one of my favorites. So, you know. The first one might be the funniest one because we were just yeah. Yeah. going wild. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Mm. Uh, okay. Well, Where do you want Greg, me to start? Anyway. Where do you want to start? <laughs> tell me how. Okay, uh, tell me where did the thing come from? Where did the? Okay, I'll start. Oh wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Before we even start, if you're listening to this episode, that means that you listened to the whole season. I sure hope so, because we're gonna spoil everything. So don't listen to this first. If this, if you somehow found this in the feed, but if you did listen, if you are listening to this, clearly or, or you love do, our show. Or do and, and, and just just know that we're gonna spoil it. Yeah. But just like yeah. I mean, it's that's like on reading the spark. It's like reading the spark notes before you go and read the novel. That's, yeah, some people yeah. like spoilers. It's fine. Yeah, that's what my husband does. I don't hate him. I. It's you know it turned into a spoiler warning just because it did. But the main thing is, yeah, you li- you're clearly interested in listening to the whole thing, the whole dang thing. And we love you. That means, yeah, we love you. We love you very much. Also, you know, think about backing us on Patreon. <laughs> okay, we're gonna get there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean we're uh, we're like pretty close to making the sequel season, and uh, can we go ahead and say that by the time we put this out, we'll have changed up those tiers or what? I think so. I think if we announce it, we'll do it. Yeah, so that's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're changing up the tiers on our Patreon so that more people can listen to the extra content that we've made. Because at this point, we have what fourteen? Yeah, we have a lot. episodes. Yeah, and they're uh, really good, and I think people right. should have. You know, better access. I I think we had some good ideas when we first started our Patreon. And I think over time we've realized like what people like and what people want and what we like and what we think would work better for us. And yeah, you know, and what people actually show up for. And yeah, yeah, it's trial and error. Yeah. But anyway, that all that to say, we're switching it down to a much less complex system where it's like five bucks and you get all the extra content of our podcast so if you're interested in hearing us talk more then go check that out and if you do that then we'll probably make a sequel season i mean a sequel episode to be clear that's going to be like a longer special yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's not just going to be like a 20 minute episode like we normally do it'll it'll be like a longer episode have we ever done a 20 minute episode no (laughs) no i think we our first one might have yeah (laughs) yeah huh Uh, i mean we we're kind of all over the place with with range but sometimes it's it's as few as 25 minutes and then it goes all the way up to like past an hour sometimes. But yeah, we, I mean, it's going to be past an hour for this sequel. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. And uh, to be clear, everyone, even if you, even if you back at like a dollar, you'll, you'll have access to that episode. So. All right, Greg, uh, hit me with all of the random. Okay. So one <laughs> at Gen Con, I was asked a question. Have I ever found a thing where I couldn't find a generator to work? And I said, Yes. <laughs> and it was this season. <laughs> what? So 
when I was looking for online generators, I just couldn't find anything that fit the mood or the time, period, yeah. the time period, right? Or anything like that. And I was like, I know I want to do this system and I have no idea what I'm going to do. And then, right, what do you, like, what do you search? Like, ET plot, yeah, generator? like, like <laughs> yeah, Stranger yeah. Things. I thought for sure I'd strike gold with Stranger Things plot generator, and nah, mm-hmm. not least when I was planning. Uh, but the Tales of the Loop came out with their second book, Our Friends, the Machines, and Other Mysteries, and that's when I struck gold because what they did for their mysteries and what I did for the main mystery was base it off of an '80s song. Oh, okay. So I generated, user generated the 123 80 songs playlist that oh, is man. in YouTube. That's awesome. So you yeah. were doing that yes. for more than just huh. our songs. Correct. And then I rolled, and my roll was number one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which was Total Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> what? Yes. This has oh, all yes. been about bright eyes. Yep. Oh, Holy shit! Interstitial we, we season two. We didn't know it two. was an interstitial crossover <laughs> the whole time. Shout out to the interstitial one shot entitled "Lonely Souls." You'll know it when you listen to it. Holy mm-hmm. shit! I love Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yeah. Damn. Then the second thing I generated was Indiana Jones. That's uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. That was the second thing it generated. And the last So that one, was a movie then, or, or yeah. was it, or did so, you literally. No, so then I was like, song. okay, so I, I was going to do a song. I was going to do an 80s iconic movie. Oh. And then I generated from No Taverns a plot from there. And the No Taverns Twitter that gave me it says, uh, sometimes those who survive being struck by lightning gain an understanding of the languages of electricity, the poetry of charge and current. Would-be prophets, wizards, and hopeless romantics find high places in thunderstorms in hopes of gaining this power. Several die each year. Huh. So something to do with the zoo statue. But... Correct. So, uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart, I was like, okay, so like overwhelming love was what I typed in, and then like a bunch of things came up, and I just randomly generated, okay, which one am I taking? And that's where Cersei came up. Oh. So I pulled that as the main structure, and then Raid of the Lost Ark fed into a couple of things. Uh, It fed into Shirley and the maze, and then it fed into the overpowering idol that everybody's after. Yeah. Um, Right. And then the No Wizards thing came from the kind of sea sub plot which was um the robot suit kid who was trying mm-hmm. to gain <laughs> the lightning power um Alfred, and we were like didn't... we don't care about you kid correct yeah, see you later <laughs> shit <laughs> bye um, bend, bend that finger back in peace yeah. <laughs> uh so when i sat down to like okay i have a lot of very different things to tie together um ultimately what came out is christina's had like many things to get done here. One of them was to recover their stolen statue, uh, which belonged with them and not being experimented on a la Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, Belongs in a museum. That's a different Indiana Jones movie, but you get it. (laughs) It belongs in our house. Uh, So that... That belongs next to the sign Tolkien's. (laughs) So do you. We We gave them to that girl. Um... So that's where, so 
that's where Shirley's dad came in because Shirley's dad actually was the one that took it. And I was kind of playing, like, we never got really oh. far into Shirley's dad's reasons. Like, he was waiting for the shipment of basically he stole it, took it from a bunch of people, bribed a bunch of overseas people to say, like, hey, just send it here. Like, we don't know who the owners are, wink, wink, and we're just going to take it because it's like a super magical power thing. Um, hmm. So there were, like, a lot of things that happened that ultimately so brought Shirley's them here. Shirley's dad, Shirley's dad absolutely, like, did deserve to be turned into a dog, Correct. but not for any, like, domestic abuse stuff, which well, was... <laughs> eh. He was also he was also kind of a shithead to his wife Tuva, so there was multi purposes there. Wait, did you say his wife Tuva? Yeah, tu- like the same name as the Uncharted Worlds character. Yeah, Miss Tuva Reeves. Wait, and you just rolled that? Yep. Huh? Uh, synchronicity from the computer. <laughs> I mean, how many episodes? How many seasons do we go through before we do get like the same, the exact same plot again? <laughs> well. <laughs> Here's the thing. I was also playing with the structure of this and the theory of we're being in a loop. So I looped it to somewhat match beginning and end the way Hella season went. We started in a classroom and we ended at a party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I sort knew of, you had that part. I knew you were yeah. making us do that party for a reason. <laughs> well, I mean, there were there were like narrative reasons too. There was like a lot that was happening at that party as well that like ultimately we didn't get into. Because um, your players were like, "No, Greg, we hate this party. <laughs> don't give a shit about your party." <laughs> it wasn't that like. Had you not dealt with Christina when you did, more things would have happened at the party. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like Alfred would have shown up. A bunch of other things. Most of the adults would have been animals at that point. So, like, there was a <laughs> lot of things, like, one way or the other, that was a thing. Yeah. Um. And so, depending on where you dealt with certain things, that would have been a bigger event. Uh. And it just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't. Like, there were a ton of loose ends that also just needed to be wrapped up at that party. Like, yeah. No, I was, dark Leo's I was dark ways. <laughs> bad um, Leo. Bad, bad Leo. Um, but yeah, those were the three main elements that went into it. Um, Mr. Burton is actually my friend Beth DeBertine, uh, which is how you actually pronounce her last name, which I forgot because I took everybody's first names off when I was writing out the teachers. <laughs> and then later I'm like, ah, shit. Um, oh. I'm saying that name wrong. And she also said, hey, you're saying my name wrong. I'm like, mm, yep, you're right. <laughs> But it's like way too late now to change it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, well, she's saying Mr. Burton's name wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. Uh, so yeah, that were the those were the three plot elements that ultimately went into what became that story. And then That's so fun. That was so creative of you to think. Like just I don't know. That's really cool that you did that. And then yeah. a lot of the finer details, like like who you were going to run into to like give clues about what was really happening in this town. A lot of that was based off of when we figured out your characters and your relationship to your parents and who your anchors were. Like a lot of the pieces that I just slotted in as to who was mm-hmm. doing what. Um, that makes sense. And it's fascinating, like, probably the person that had the least idea of what actually was happening was Leo's mom. <laughs> but like uh-huh. y'all, y'all were like, she did this. 
<laughs> yeah, that is funny. I think the thing about this season, all of our seasons, I, I think we're very good at making what was random feel like it's on purpose by the end. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. make it all come together uh, by the end, or even like from the jump. I think that's what we're good at. Um, but this season in particular, like, I just completely forgot that <laughs> all these details were randomly determined. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it just. It just felt the the world just made so much sense. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. Same. It was fun. I like. I had so much fun doing this season. <laughs> you did a great job running this season, Greg. Yeah, for sure. This is probably the one I'm the saddest that it's over. Like normally, there's a bit of mm. like, I'm sad it's over, but I'm glad New I got thing. to see how it was. And now, yeah, I'm excited for the next one. And like for this mm. one, I'm like, oh. Like, <laughs> hmm. I, mean, I mean, we left it in a very strange place. Like, <laughs> like if we were to pick this game up again, when you come back after the year, Leo's no longer a character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Leo changes into high school, and Leo's life drastically changes. Yeah. Yeah. Jade comes back from really a no-holds-barred look at humanity and magic and mm-hmm. a lot of things, and there's just no way... Yeah, she'll never be the same. That's gonna... And, like, Noella is... Has a book deal now. Well, like, Noella <laughs> has, like... Like, of the of the three characters, I always saw Noella as the actual either, like, anchor or, like, heart of the group. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like coming, like (laughs) everybody coming back and like Noella, like, like Leo is a different person and I don't know what I'm getting as Jade comes back. And these are like all of those fears that Noella expressed at the end, like coming true, like Mm -hmm. leaving that seat, like, like there's so many ways that that like changes the, like of all of our seasons. Uh, one year later is drastically different than yeah. where right. they were. Because at the end of, even though that we were kids in, in Hello Team 2, like, we their their trajectories were clear. Right. They, yeah. Yep. Yeah. We knew what they were going to do. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen with Jade. Like, anything <laughs> could happen. Right. So in other words, if you vote for this season <laughs> for the sequel, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, Lee, oh, like Logan has to have a different character. Who even knows what's going on with Jade? I think I think one one while we're talking about the sequel thing, are we all comfortable with just saying like that we might not necessarily use the exact system that we used before? Like if we do a yeah. sequel to yeah. this, we might yeah. use oh, yeah. a different system than Tales from the Loop. I because think that would allow us to have for... Leo, and also like um, right. I wouldn't do Call of Cthulhu again. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. That season is a little, or that, sorry, that system is a little wonky. It is, yeah. I enjoyed season it. Season is perfect but... and beautiful. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, how I are did, your yeah. characters? How did you, how did I y'all feel about your, about your folks? Yeah. You want, you want Logan me to go? can go first. So, Leo, like, I think a lot of what I, uh, found out about Leo right at the front was was based on that song. Like I just latched onto the like "You Need Her and She Needs You" lyric, um, of Dance Hall Days. 
uh, and that like informed like, okay, well, why, who does he need? Why does he need that person? And it's Noella, obviously, because his dad died and it like wrecked his life. Mm. And Mm -hmm. he like very completely accepts his new family. And Mm -hmm. because he knows that he needs them and he hopes that he can be a person that they need. So that's what drives Leo. But Mm. then also Leo was really weird to play because I don't know. Like, well, there's probably there's one of the questions, the after show questions from the audience that uh, asks about like, uh, was it weird to play kids or whatever? And yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I made a bunch of decisions based on not what an adult man would do, but what there I thought some, this weird kid would do. There are some times where I was like saying things as Noella, and I had to like immediately backtrack with like add some unsureness some like yeah. insecurity yeah, into yeah. into the end of the sentence i was starting because i was like oh oh no a kid would not be this sure and and i feel like most of the times i caught myself but it's like it's so with any other character it works just fine like a <laughs> a grown person is often going to come to the the same conclusions but a kid like a kid's thought process is so wildly different that yeah it's tough i i will yeah. say of of the characters that were generated, Leo, like you said, I don't know who Leo is. And I looked at it and I'm like, on paper, I know exactly who Leo is. Because <laughs> Leo is my brother. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did hmm. Leo end up being your brother? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but like on paper, like, you know, my brother was a straight A student, super into sports, super very into appearances. He was very popular. Like all of those things, like those were his stresses in school. Like they were not mine, but mm-hmm. like the, those sort of things, like who is a straight A student and super good at sports? Like, well, my brother was mm-hmm. like, that was his life. There you go. I, I loved the group dynamic of the season was very good. And I yeah. loved playing off yeah. Leo because, um, I don't know. Leo had the, has the sense of like, I don't know what I think, but I think it strongly. <laughs> I, don't that, I don't know if that makes sense at all. But like, yeah, you, like your character's convictions are very strong, even if like you, even if it like takes you a lot of thinking to find them. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, it was I, an interesting thing to play off of. Right, specifically like like he knows he did a good thing. And he's confused by the adults around him telling him he right. did a bad thing. But he's like dead set, like, no, I did a good thing. <laughs> well, Logan, I have I'm... a question. Uh-huh. So we went to school together. Yeah. Did our relationship in the past, like, come up for mm. you at all in this? Um, I've. Not consciously, but I'm certain subconsciously. Yeah, like, I found myself thinking about it a lot and being like, "Huh." Especially, it might be because your name was Leo, so I always <laughs> just sort of felt like I was saying Logan. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't know, because Leo is so different from high school Logan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like. I don't know. I I I felt it a lot. Of like, Jade loved 
Leah the way Lee loved Logan. Oh. And yeah, like it was easy, I think. Like, not that I didn't. I, I liked the di- dynamic of Jade and Noella too. But I think for me, it was just so much easier to slip into that yeah. with you. Yeah, because huh. we actually did That's that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Who next? I can go. Uh, you made okay. it go? <laughs> <laughs> no, you should go. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I Like, when we started our characters, this one was definitely, I was like, trepidatious about this season. Something about creating my character in Hella Team did not evoke as much of the my actual childhood as this did. And I guess it's the, the 80s and the, yeah. you know, and... And just the Hella Team is fa- so fantastical. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I was human in that one, but, like, no one else was. <laughs> you know, and yeah, I, yeah. I was barely a human. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, like, it was, I was kind of upset at first, like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do the season, like, I don't know if I'm going to like Jade, because she just makes me sad. <laughs> like, create, like, trying to think of creating that character made me really sad, but um, I got over it once we started, once we got into it, and she became her own person, it was a yeah. lot less of, like, that just awful, you know... Well, being a kid, you're so powerless. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's rough. And yeah, yeah, like I, I, there were a lot of things about this season that I found really challenging and difficult. I would never, I would never want to be a kid again, like in real life. <laughs> yeah. no. That's uh, no. awful. Yeah. Um, and I kind of am like at the point where I don't know if I want to play any more games where I have to be a kid. <laughs> Well, we got to take a break for sure. Oh, no, yeah. we're sure. Good news about next season. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's rough. It's, um, yeah, especially know. middle school. Like, middle school sucks. Yeah. It's yeah. like the hardest time in people's lives, mm-hmm. just in general. And there's, there's a, like, independence is almost there, but you're not there and you're, you're not a kid anymore. And it's also the time when your brain is like, hey, the world's a much bigger place than you used to think it was. Here's all the things that you couldn't comprehend before all at once. Um, Whew. Middle school is just terrible. It's just a yeah. terrible time. And it's also when your brain won't shut up about making more humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, I didn't start middle school for me at all. It was a big deal for me in middle yeah. school. I, yeah, <laughs> no, not, yeah, I was a late bloomer, yeah, too. Um, I, I would say it. that I was more aware of it when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for I, sure. Let's talk about puberty, y'all. Uh, <laughs> when did uh, you start growing hair in weird places? <laughs> uh, we're not talking with the mom. It's okay. Moving on. <laughs> any any more about Jade? I, I think what I liked about Jade was... It was cool to have the dynamic of Leo and Noella are brother and sister, but I think Noella looked up to Jade just as much mm-hmm. um, because Jade was like, Jade is in a lot of ways kind of like what Noella wants to be when she grows up, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, Jade definitely like, knew who she was. And, yeah. 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 And like, she, I mean, she was just full of anger, I think is the most... Mm-hmm. Is the main thing, but you know, yeah, 
that was that was okay. You know, it's fine to that was what her her background was and and I think she was still like a happy kid, but she just didn't know what to do with all of her like ev- everything's happening to me, but nothing's happening right. Like with my knowledge and permission. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is happening because of you, and it's all happening at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And you're just like, I don't understand any of this. And yeah, so. I, like uh, Jade and slash Lee definitely figured out the mystery of the season <laughs> way before I would have. And but it totally made sense for the character to just be like, oh, yeah. the cats are uh, people are turning into cats. Well, yeah, this I is, think this I've said this out loud teacher. to y'all before, but I don't know if it like has actually made it into a recording. But like. I honestly think it's just that I consume so much fiction. Like I listen to because the way my work is, I can just listen to stuff all day. Right. And so I, I, I mean, I've probably listened to thousands, tens of thousands of short stories, um, good and bad and like audiobooks <laughs> and podcasts and like all kinds of stuff. So I just like fundamentally, sometimes I just get how a story goes like the beats of the story ours paradoxica yet i know i started it and i know i know oh it's so good (laughs) i want to try our paradoxica yeah yeah um so you're saying that uh we spent too much time thinking about chekhov's lady and not enough time thinking about chekhov's kitty yeah (laughs) 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 oh goodness all right, let's hear about Noella. Should I talk about Noella? Yeah. Yeah. I, once I rolled that I was the youngest character in the group, I kind of made the conscious decision that I wanted Noella to be the character for whom um, kid problems were treated with the same weight as mm-hmm. <laughs> grown-up problems, I guess, uh, because that's what I like about media, about children, is uh, sort of making the small big yeah. So her like Noella's issues are not at the same scale as Leo and Jade. Like Noella doesn't have these like uh family turmoils or <laughs> um or or anything of that sort. It's like she's very worried about her her image at the lunch table mm-hmm. and she's worried <laughs> about like her friends change or like her family changing a little bit. Like but those things are are so big to her because she is uh, so young, so that's kind of what I wanted to do with Noella. Um, I think it was really successful and, too, because it oh, like yeah. thanks. I I was like, aw, Noella, like the when the D and D group rallied behind you, mm-hmm. that was such a good moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and damn, the whole like D and D veil thing with uh mr castro yeah. was such a good, really good. oh yes. i loved going back to that well wow. it's just it's so easy yeah. <laughs> to just to just have noella talk uh obliquely about her issues through dungeons and dragons because i mean that's how i was as it's a so kid. It's... I, I never had relationships where i felt comfortable enough to just say like i am having a problem with this friend and here's what it is i i i I couldn't talk to anyone like that, so mm-hmm. I I always spoke obliquely, and so yeah, um, that's kind of what Noella did too. I mean, it was a deep and nourishing well, so of course she went back there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, as far as uh, I also, Greg, I wanted to thank you for uh, like 
I feel like we were super on the same wavelength with the uh, Shirley and Noella stuff. Yeah. Because I, I think one thing that is missing in queer representation in media is like queer characters being rejected by <laughs> uh, whether whether or not Shirley's straight, who knows? But like queer characters being rejected by straight people who they think might be into them. Um, especially at that age when no one knows who the fuck they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember my middle school experience of um, a friend, like a very close friend of mine uh, coming out to me that he was bi and, um, and I distanced, distanced myself from him because uh, at that time I was very deep in the closet, very religious. And, and I, and I knew that I was attracted to boys as well as girls but I, but because I was so religious, I was like, oh, I can't. Um, it, it's a choice. Like that. That's what yep. the re- relig- religion tells you is that it's a choice. So I was like, okay, I need to choose to to just be straight. And uh, so even though I liked him, like I I was interested in him. Um, I was like, I need to distance myself, or I'm going to commit Aww. this sin. And so I distanced myself from him. And he probably thought like, oh. Travis is just hating me because yep. I'm bi. Like, and it's and like it's dynamics like that that I think don't get represented in media. Mm-hmm. So having that that final scene in that last episode uh, with Shirley and Noella, where Shirley just doesn't get that uh, <laughs> Noella is interested in her, I, I think it was very Im- important. Like, it's not as happy of an right. <laughs> of an ending right. as doesn't, like, doesn't and they're be. girlfriends forever. But it's a real experience that people have all the <laughs> yeah. time, and, right. and, and like. Right. Normalizing that is good. Also to represent that sometimes kids can be the same age and just aren't the same age. Like mm-hmm. yep. Shirley mm-hmm. just yep. wasn't there at yeah, like totally. that is not yep. like she has been running from her she'd been running from her personal stress and just like her life was Indiana Jones. Like that was yeah. her way out, and nothing else existed. Um, and I felt also like, like I was torn because I'm like, I could, I could give people this, but I didn't mm-hmm. feel that this was a place to do that. Yeah, like yeah, I no, thought I'm it was, so glad we yeah. were on the same wavelength about it. Yeah. <laughs> Years from now, surely we'll do a podcast in which she talks about. A uh, person that she knew when she was young and that she distanced herself from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like, I also Only think it was important. Like, <laughs> I think it was also important for Shirley to also misunderstand what you were offering. Yeah. yeah. Like, because she really needs, like, she really needs friends. <laughs> yep. And like, yep. like, she was so excited to be like hey we can be really good friends and I don't have to be alone um yeah. that nothing else like so there's like a lot that was going into that scene so yeah mm. Mm. uh more on noella what about noella what uh i don't know what do you think about noella y'all oh, man she was just so we already sweet. said that like she was like and she was, like the, the heart solid yeah yeah i like to to leo specifically like uh, for him, Noella was just like, like this must, <laughs> I must do everything in my power <laughs> to make sure Noella is happy, taken care of. Uh, <laughs> I love that dynamic. Yeah, me too. I like, 
That felt um, like a pure relationship. It's like yeah. the best. Yeah, that's what like I didn't want to do the it was definitely an 80s trope of like older brother is a bully and hates siblings mm-hmm. or whatever. I just wanted to like <laughs> yeah, the that's complete a huge opposite 80s of trope. That. Right. I just I just wanted to be like nope, Leo very much loves his family. So that was just like throughout the whole thing. Like like he got mad at his parents and even like really deeply hurt by dad, but uh always love is the first thing for him. Anyway, that that uh, got off that got off track. I was talking about Noella. <laughs> uh, are we ready for? We should some probably questions? do. We should start questions. That's what. Yeah, that's what okay. I was going to suggest. All right. Well, I'll start with email. Okay. Um, this is from Ryan. Or are we saying? Did we ever decide? Are we saying last names? I mean, it's in the email. No, just we say should first, probably just do first let, just first letter of last name. Okay. This is yeah. from Ryan I. It says, "Hey, mm-hmm. after everyone." <laughs> yeah. I noticed. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I noticed. The best worst joke. I noticed those meddling kids picked up on people being dogs and cats really quickly. As you all became a closer group, is it harder to surprise the players when it's your turn to GM? This is two seasons in a row. Well, let's let's unpack that first, and then let's we'll do it. the second one. Uh, so first of all, uh, you know, Leo was not there, so <laughs> it was it surprised it surprised Logan. That that turn, when, yeah. When uh, when Jade put realized that the cat was. Mr. Burton, I, I, Travis was not was not there either. Uh, it's just Lee is smart. Is the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> um, it's interesting. I don't know that we necessarily like the focus is to surprise. Like a hundred percent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. I think yeah. like I went into that cat scene thinking. I'm making this too obvious. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, only for Lee. Everyone else so, would have just been like, "Hey, kitty." <laughs> yeah. So I think. Um, I mean, I do think the goal is to create something intriguing and fun and mm-hmm. slightly surprising. But and I think and we this have one did feel more like a mystery. Yeah. Than, you know. Yeah. It was and, like really good. Like I want to make. I want to, the focus of my next season to be like a mystery, but geez, this, this was a mystery and I don't even know, like it's just random elements. So it's like, on the one hand, it's very easy to surprise everyone because literally anything could happen. Mm-hmm. That's the premise of the show. But the other making hand, randomness into cohesion is hard. It's right. very hard. Yeah. But we're um, fucking good at it. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, I'm saying, right, like so We better be at this point. Since we've yeah. been doing this so long, I think it's, it's easier to create that cohesion and to write things that I know we are good at doing. And like, I knew the ending of the season would be very emotional. And if we hadn't mm-hmm. done Cthulhu as well as we did, I don't think I would have pushed it as much as I did. Like, going into this, I knew that the family drama was was going to be the very strong dynamic. Like, I, I liked the fact that people are being turned in, into dogs is a easier problem to solve <laughs> mm-hmm. than right. every piece of garbage thing that's mm-hmm. happening in their families. And that was the dynamic that I wanted yeah, to Greg, play with. I was straight up mad at you about all the patriarchy <laughs> stuff. Like, I was, ma- like, angry, but I also trusted you enough to know that you were doing it on purpose. Yeah, and that you had a point, oh, right? 
But like, I sometimes I would end the session and I would be like, "Fucking Greg, I'm gonna fucking flip this fucking table." <laughs> like, <laughs> before, before we do more listener questions, can we? Uh, I I think we should talk about that for a second of just how like the when when the the final curtain was uh was drawn and you know we saw the full context of the mystery that the kid's choice was essentially like I don't love the methods by which the uh by which Christina and Penelope are doing what they're doing but their motivation is right like that's Mm-hmm. That's not typically mm-hmm. the ending right. this story has. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Jade, absolutely. So, yeah, I guess we didn't talk about that at all. Jade and Lee sympathized <laughs> with the point that they're making, but also, yeah. like, fundamentally disagreed Same. with how they were dealing with it. But she was also, again, she was very angry, and she was coming off of finding that out, finding out that her mom was keeping her dad from her. And, like... I just decided, like, no, she'll do she'll do anything at this point. Like, she wants to completely yeah. change her life. She wants mm. to just get out. And she wants to be in control. And I think yeah. when Greg you know was like, well, you can go with him. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Greg wasn't ready for you to be cool with it. Like, you no, immediately incorrect. said yes. Incorrect. I, I knew that was going to be an offer. I wasn't sure who it was going to be offered to. Um, but when it was becoming more and more clear that it was going to be offered to Jade, I was I was 70% sure Jade was going to take the offer. Yeah. Um, just because Jade's there was a lot impulsive. going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah. also, like, when I rolled up Cersei as being the driver behind this, I was faced with kind of a big problem because that story ain't great. Mm-mm. <laughs> right. Um, and I didn't want to tell that mm-hmm. story that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I no, think I think we did. did a I think good we, job and we didn't. Like, and yeah. I deliberately steered it. And I didn't, like, I wanted them to not, to be the villains that aren't villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they are clearly yep. not great people. <laughs> yeah. Right. But again, it was the balance of they're not great people, but your families are probably worse. <laughs> <laughs> but also, they're just doing. They're, they right. are doing the best they can in the world they live in. And I sort of took, I took yeah. Cersei and Penelope as they are just forces of nature. Mm-hmm. They are. They felt like that. Yeah. yeah they they did, are yeah. there. They are summoned there. They are there to answer the punishment that women cry out for and never get. And mm-hmm. that was a big thing for both Shirley's mom and for Jade's mom, were the mm-hmm. two main drivers like this is this is so radically unfair what's happening to us and we have no recourse because it's still the 80s and there's still so much garbage and so Mm -hmm. i really wanted to make them feel like they were just forces of nature that couldn't be bothered with just petty stuff like no like these people are getting away with something and Nobody will punish them, and we are here. We are here. This is what we do. Yeah. Noella is like such a systems-oriented thinker that her response to that is like, "Okay, but this is very inefficient. If this is the problem you're trying to fix." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like, 
nature's inefficient, right? Like nature is a good enough system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So the second part of that we've kind of touched on already. Oh, go ahead. Hold on. Like I I wanted to return to like the Ryan's thing of like, is it harder to surprise us? I think that we surprise each other. This is like tooting our own horn, but uh, surprise each other with what like level of quality the, like the story presenter brings to the table Mm -hmm. and the degree to which everybody else commits to their character. Like that's like, Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. That's, that's what I wanted to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is two seasons in a row that you've played teen characters as someone working on a YA novel. I find teen characters fascinating. Are there things you get to explore as teens that you can't explore properly as adults? Are there things you wish you could have done in game, but felt a kid wouldn't do, which I think we've kind of answered that part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll just say that, part of what Travis picked on is kids kids problems are always big across the board mm-hmm. and because the, there's so much less experience there's there. just there, no yeah, experience there, yeah. Yeah. and so you can treat you can treat even the smallest things as huge obstacles and I think that's one of the biggest benefits of when you're focusing on kids is you can explore deeper problems through safer obstacles Kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. Because they, because the they still have that weight. Yeah. The like the question of like, are there things you could have done in game but felt a kid wouldn't do? Absolutely, there were, but they were. It was like I got to not do this. I got to right react in the moment as a be child. selfish. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Or or like uh, the one I think of is like Noella uh, at least once, maybe a few times, saying like. Nope, I want to go home. (laughs) Not now. Just the Uh, entire beer situation. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) All right. um, So I'm going to just kind of do this a little bit out of order. Um, Okay. Says So this is from Jay on Discord. Um, All the rest of these are from Discord. I love Jay. Yeah. Uh, So you guys. Yay. Jay and I go back very far. Oh, okay. Aw. So you guys have had campaigns that started out with various degrees of how well your characters knew each other at the outset, from everyone being family in this last campaign or being a crew in Uncharted Worlds to everyone being strangers back in D&D. Do y'all find it easier or harder to figure out the relationships between your characters if the characters themselves have just met or if they're supposed to have known each other since before the story starts and doesn't matter at all? I think it matters, but I don't like. It's just a different. It's just route. a different. Yeah, it's a different way to get to the same thing. Yeah, um, I, I think, think. I think. Go ahead. It's a little bit of a more of a challenge to become friends when yeah. you start out as strangers. You have to like fill that out in the story. It's yeah, you like, have to tell that story. Yeah. It's like that's, real life. <laughs> yeah. But then when we come in as like having already known each other, I think we do some background work that's not in the show, like where we talk yeah. to each other and yeah. kind of like hammer things out. So it it, it really, the main Same difference is do we do it in front of the microphone or do we do it with each other yeah. behind the scenes? I, I will say, though, I as a player find it... W- so much easier to role play a relationship that has a longer history. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. like, for example, I found this a lot easier than the D and D season uh, 
in uh, in that sense. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Mean. Yeah. Um, well, you know, and, and the reason the I feel season, like that is because I. Oh God. Sorry. I wait. I y'all knew each other, but I didn't know y'all. I mean, I knew Logan. Oh yeah. So, so I knew like a the DM, but I didn't know the players. That's yeah. true. So for me, like that first season was like, mm, I don't know anybody. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't remember. <laughs> y'all, this is awful. Listen, I think I told this to Logan. I couldn't remember which one of y'all was which for like oh, half no. of that season. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. We don't even use the right names. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, yeah. I think... Just uh, underline what you said. I think they tell two different stories. We get to explore yep. two different places depending on the relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they don't know each other, then we're definitely exploring if that's what happens. Like interactions with strangers. Like you're, like it's it's a different take on how relationships develop and how they're tested, and that's. They're similar in that way. Like relationships will get established and they will be tested. That's mm-hmm. what we're doing. Here's one from Adam that I think we've already gone over a lot of it. So I'll ask it just so we can see if there's anything we need to add. Um, this season's mystery really caught me off guard. Obviously, they're all random and all unexpected, but this one has made me actually has has had me actually staring agape in my car on more than one occasion, <laughs> particularly at uh, particularly that Mr. Burton cliffhanger. At least in the others, the ant- same. <laughs> at least in the others, the antagonist or main problem has been apparent since early on in the beginning, like Bone Grandpa, um, <laughs> the maze, the giant fish, the anime tests, all of that, Space Lady, building a racetrack, all of it. Obviously, Chekhov's lady was suspicious, but I always felt lost trying to figure it out. How has it been for you playing? Do you often feel like you're grasping at straws trying to find leads? Love the show. Been a listener since the beginning and looking forward to the conclusion. Um, Yeah, I think, yeah, I think we've been over most of this. That Yeah. I mean, this season is different in that it's the one, uh, with the possible exception of Call of Cthulhu, that is the most structured as mm-hmm. a mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I do feel like I'm grasping at straws sometimes when um, in all of the seasons when you're just kind of like, well, you know, I did the thing I had the idea to do. I don't know what to do next. Yeah. Um, Usually like when that happens, someone else will say something and then you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, that. And then you kind of go off. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's. Yeah, it helps that. Yeah. Yeah, we're not alone. It's collaborative storytelling and when one of us knows everything so yeah that. <laughs> one of us will push it's interesting if you we say have that because that won't that won't be the case uh with the system we're playing next season that's kind Ooh. of why i'm excited for yeah. it oh my goodness i can't wait to talk about that it's super exciting um, um so i think um in this particular instance i wanted i really wanted just like kids are suspicious and accepting of everything i wanted to experience have that sort of feeling when people are dealing with it. Like what is really going on? Like, here's this, like, do you immediately distrust this stranger who is like inserted themselves? But like, there was a lot that I was playing off of it. So I'm glad that it, that it, it came across that way. Cause that was the kind of the feeling that I wanted to go for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, I don't know how you say this person's handle. Oneidonensis, I would guess. Yeah, something yeah, I, like that. Mm, sure. Um, Oneid. Oh no, I. 
Onidensis, I would guess. Okay. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> let us know in Discord how we're supposed to say that. So. <laughs> uh, if you or your character in the show could build your own 80s techno futuristic robot, what would you want it to do and what would you name it? That one's fun. Oh, man. Leo, mm. Leo would build a home, a, a thing to print, 3D print fruit roll-ups. <laughs> That's Absolutely. amazing. With, with I think, whatever shapes I want. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jade would want to build like just so, like a telephone, like but a cute robot that does that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, that's funny because I was gonna, I, I was probably going to say something similar, and I think Noella would build something like a, because the walkie-talkie is the technology we see her. Mm-hmm interact with the most um so something that lets her like play dungeons and dragons remotely <laughs> yeah, with, with yeah. Her friends, some sort it of would probably like, be like some sort of party line walkie-talkie yeah jade would have some like hyper focused narrow like this robot does this one thing and then uh noelle would be like well, you know it could just like do a bunch of stuff right <laughs> if it can yeah. do that <laughs> um okay let's see I like, and I would name my, uh, I would, I would name my, my walkie-talkie system Discord. <laughs> I like my robot from... would be called Skype. Oh, cool! Yeah, mine would be uh, Siri, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this one's from Geekologian. It says, "How much does Grandma know about the Cthulhu adventures?" We definitely answered that in game. Yeah, a whole heck of a, a lot. lot. Yeah, well. <laughs> She came in after. She did, yeah. Um, so it's interesting because, like, we we sort of touched on it a little bit, but like the the problem with Grandma, um, one like she had her own adventures. Like she heard a lot from Millie. She heard a lot of stories. She had a bunch on her own, and then mm-hmm. the war broke out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to sort of stress that, like. She got a taste of everything, and then the world erupted, and she couldn't continue. Yeah. Huh. And so it wasn't until later in, way later in her life, after she had suffered a couple of tragedies on her own, that she started to really just sort of accept that maybe those things in her past happened, and that's what ended her up in her first home, Mm -hmm. because people were like, she needs to be on drugs, she talks... No, she's clearly in the stages of dementia because she's talking about things that can't possibly exist. Um, yeah. And then when when she was like out fighting monsters, as she like was remembering and like she was quote unquote trained to do, like she was kicked out of the home and then had to move in with Jade's mom. Um, and then there was that dynamic which we alluded to, like we she'll get sent away again, like if it becomes aware that she's hunting and fighting monsters and witches again, <laughs> this is the problem and they'll up her dosage. They'll do all these things to, to cure her dementia, even though she realizes that it's true, which is also like the tact of why she was so supportive of Jade and like brought the uh, backpacks full of stuff. Like she knew something was going was on right and then she had yeah. confirmation when she saw Christina at the school event. Like, yeah, Okay, like mm-hmm. I need to support these down. kids. Yeah. Um. So, like, she had her own life and experiences. She had heard stories a little bit, and like, 
it sort of expounds on like, you know, what Millie was doing and trying to keep it, you know, there's like a lot. So she was in it and then out of it and then lived a normal life for a very long time. Okay. Cool. All right. So we got two more that I'm going to keep in. Um, this, this episode's getting to be well, out of control, time. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So the, another one from Jay. Uh, how do you guys approach character voices? Do you tend to think about them beforehand as part of the character you've rolled or come up with them in the moment? Leo's whole jock accent thing sparked this question. <laughs> so Leo's jock accent is definitely just part of the character. Um, so in, in the D and D season, I just put on an Excel sheet, all the voices that I could do. <laughs> and for every character y'all encountered, I rolled on that table. Oh, that's amazing. That you go yeah. so hard for the randomization. <laughs> I love it. I, having done that, <laughs> I much prefer choosing a voice that is like appropriate for what this character mm-hmm. is. Yeah. <laughs> I um well, <laughs> when we when y'all first approached me to do this podcast and we were talking about it and y'all were like and then we'll do character voices and I almost was like y'all can find another chick cuz this is not happening. <laughs> It is my least favorite part. I think y'all can tell that my last two character voices have definitely just been slightly higher pitched for me. It's fine. Mm -hmm. That's fine. That is a character. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely like if if like you don't need to bring out SpongeBob every time. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. It's it's definitely the hardest part for me. Although I have been working on. Uh, which I I should have done it in one of these last two since like it's based on a kid. But uh, the only way I could do a British accent is if I think about British kids in my voice in my head. So, you know, British kids talk like this. They're very <laughs> slow and kind of. Mommy, I have a question huh? for That's you. Incredible. <laughs> incredible. I don't know if I can keep up for an entire season. <laughs> please please do I it i love it but i, I might too. try it for a mini season because i think i can do it for a day <laughs> oh my god lee 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i know i'm on the same wavelength as you logan okay I good got you. Excellent. i got you boo okay um <laughs> does anybody else want to talk about their voices i if i there are two answers for this and one answer is when I'm a player, and one answer is when I'm GMing. When I am GMing, I almost always do it in the moment, unless it's like an incredibly important character. Um, and even in that in that case, like if it's an incredibly important character, I'll often just do my own voice with a different uh, cadence, like Crowcoat, the villain of uh, Uncharted Worlds. Like her voice is just my voice, but with but just a little colder. Yeah. Um, because it's like so much easier to lend those important characters gravitas if they just have a real yeah. human ass voice. Yeah. Um, the other characters, especially the more comic relief ones, I'll just use whatever voice is the funniest like in the moment. Even, like yeah, even if they end up being incredibly important to the plot, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like your Frankies, I always <laughs> fall back into yeah. the, New you know, the East Coast metropolitan oh, New York of Boston. Shit. It's so good. Yeah. 
<laughs> but if if I'm a player, if I'm a player, I th- have to think I have to think very hard about what the character sounds like, um, because I know I will be using that voice yeah. for a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. Not only uh, so, like for the the, I think the strongest like voice I ever did was uh, was Ada. Uh, I loved that one. Because me too. I blood Bloodwin was mine. I uh, Bloodwin was good when, too. I love voices. When, when you were all like, when when the boat is going to be leaving from Britain, I was like, oh <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> that's not me, because uh, I can only do a British accent for so long before it just becomes Australian <laughs> and a bad Australian at that. So. Uh, I was like, okay, so so like the, the the choice of voice like impacted that character's backstory. Like she is not from Britain. Uh, so um, and similarly, yeah. like for uh, I mean, Noella was easy because it was like a much higher pitched version of mm-hmm. my voice because she's a little kid. Um, mm-hmm. But even like uh, the characters whose voice is the closest to mine is probably Kobahara, and I probably couldn't even do Kobahara's voice again because. It's like halfway between my voice and Noella's yeah. voice, and I don't mm-hmm. even remember what it yeah. was. But it was even just... that, even though it's so close to my voice, it's like I thought very hard about the way that they speak because yeah. for me, like that's a lot of how I figure out the character it... is is how they communicate things verbally. I think it was more than just like halfway between Noella and you, sure, because yeah. Kobahara like talks mean. They are <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. just mean, and Noella has like a warmth. Yep. Um, unless yeah. she's talking to her D and D friends, <laughs> voices. Yeah, but real talk. I I watched. Now your mileage may vary on how successful my Bloodwind voice is. However, I did do. <laughs> I did homework on that shit. I watched like an hour of how to specifically pronounce certain British words that I had trouble mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Or you certain know, words I almost Britishly. exclusively consume British television. So yeah. I do hear, and I have a lot of British yeah. podcasts, so it's a thing that's in <laughs> my head all the time, but honestly, I can't do it unless I think about how British kids talk, and then I'm yeah, like, oh, I got it. In your head and out of your mouth are very different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, voices, my voices always come based off of the character, like I don't have them until I have the character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then this season, I realized after I had done the Penelope voice, and I knew they had to be different, and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and noticeably so. <laughs> uh, crap. Good, good uh, hat trick on that one, though, Greg, because you did do two characters where there you you having like what seemed like a fuck up the second time was actually okay, plot relevant. You have to also. explain that to me because you said that when we recorded it, and I didn't know what you were referring to. Did Penelope show up earlier, and I just didn't notice? So yeah, you met Penelope that first mm-hmm. night at. She was at the house taking care of everybody. At the house. So First when you we showed up Christina's after house, you rescued Shirley and showed up at her house, oh. that was Penelope in the kitchen. Because oh. Christina was at the bar. And she was like measurably meeker oh, when, right. we, when we encountered Christina the first time. Very unsure. Penelope gave me the book both times. Correct. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm just very dumb. <laughs> no, not, I, no. So when I re- so, but then when I realized, oh crap, they're actually meeting Christina, Christina, because it doesn't make sense for Penelope to be out. Uh-huh. I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> I need to come up with something real quick, and I need to cover this real quick. That was good. Like, yeah. 
but like Travis said in the moment, like you did the one where they're bad guys. <laughs> it's, it's the bad voice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and she. I mean, of of the twin sisters, Christina's not the caretaker. <laughs> right. Nah. Right. She okay. is very she, much she a done. get it done. Are y'all ready for the last one? Yep. Yes. This one is also from Grace. For the way your group plays, how important do you think the system is? Do you need a system that intends to facilitate your kind of play versus one that cares mostly about combat, positioning, etc.? I bet we could um, make any system work, but I man, so, yeah. I love I love when a system gives me things that make stuff interesting. I was just talking about this with Riley today, but like the Genesis system where you can have a role in which you have critically succeeded and critically failed at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's that's like chef kiss audio <laughs> right there. But uh, like D&D doesn't really well, offer the same kinds of things. However, they do give you a ton of like, this spell gives you a funny joke to say, or this. Mm-hmm. I think I D&D think it's, has it's, a lot of strengths. I think all of the systems. I I personally think that we could make any system work because even yeah. in a combat heavy system like D and D, there's so many ways to get around combat, and yeah. because that's just not. I mean, what Marvel we love. is a is a good example of that too. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Which one is? Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Marvel's basically only oh, punching so as far as like what it gives yeah. you, but, yeah. but it was such a wonderful season. Um, that's so they, like Patreon. Patrons vote for Marvel. I want to do Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like so. I even do the voice anymore. Yeah, nailed it. Having, so was. He, Sorry, Greg. I I run Genesis in my at home life. We were you were talking about uh, doing Genesis maybe for this one. Yeah, right? it's real hard though. It's really hard to randomize the characters. Like oh. I haven't figured out a good way of doing it. Okay. Um. There are strengths and minuses to both. So the thing about Genesis is, yes, those things can happen. The hard part, and what I was saying on Twitter, is it's incredibly hard for the GM to know what that result means. Because the books aren't great at saying this is what a one advantage is. This is what a three advantage is. This is what a six advantage is like those things can happen. And there's not great guidelines or guidance for scale. Yeah. Um, And I think the way that you approach the game depends on what the results you get. Like I get sort of miffy about people who are like D and D only gives you a, a, a fail choice and that's inferior. And I'm like, no, it's just that the questions you ask are vastly different in D&D than in other systems where yeah. the mm-hmm. ending is much more open. And that's neither good nor bad. Like, D&D is much more about, is this a point to make that role? Is this a yes or no moment? And if it's not, then you probably don't make a role. Whereas exactly. with other yep. games, it's like, this is a potential for complication, so I will make a role. And you tend to make more roles in the systems because you're trying to see, will there be a complication? Because if there isn't a chance for complication, then you're not making that role. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so it's a very different mindset. And I think 
any system we can make work provided the randomization of making the characters is easy, which is why I haven't gone very far down Genesis. <laughs> because Genesis is very much, uh, you build this character with experience points from the ground up. Um, and So you could make like a real, like an actual hard abomination that God forgot out of Legos if you just did it randomly. <laughs> yeah, and like it's, and because you can only pick things based off of other things, like it's a very... It's a very you-build-the-character-you-want system, which is why I haven't figured out a good way to make it work for our system. Um, Not to say that it's impossible, but I think it can work. And yeah, that game creates some fascinating consequences. Like, you can get... Like, you can get... You critically succeeded, and the worst thing imaginable also happens at the same time, and that's very exciting. Um, but it's also very hard for the GM to figure out <laughs> how do I make two completely different things work in this situation right maybe, now with maybe no should, guidance from the books. Maybe I should get give get dibs on Genesis because that idea like thrills me. It doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I love running the system. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. You know, I will run. I love running it. I love my home game. I. I think it's a brilliantly designed system in a lot of ways, but from a GM perspective, the the learning curve isn't on the players in that system where it is for yeah. most games. The learning curve is absolutely on a GM, and more than any other game, I listened to a ton of other people running it and did a ton of research and just a ton of <laughs> probabilities like, how common is getting six advantages? What does that mean? Like, how do they, what do they consider in all the other things advantages give you? Like, it's, it's, it's tough on the GM. Yeah, I think it's if I, rewarding, only, but it's tough. I think if I run another season, it's going to be D&D because, um, it's what I'm the most comfortable with and it's what I've played the most at this yep. point. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, I think it's it yeah yeah that's that was my only point just gonna <laughs> let people out there know that i might run another season i've had too much of this wine now i might run another <laughs> season <laughs> the only detail i'll add about uh this question about systems is that um i think more important than fitting the system to our show uh in some ways is fitting the system to the person that's running it. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at least in my experience, um, I, so well, you might've already heard our D and D Ravnica episode. If you listened to the uh, dungeon Dell feed, when it came out there, we're going to air it on this feed as well. Uh, in addition to our uh, typical mini season, we're in addition, we're going to run that Ravnica episode uh, just to give ourselves a little buffer before next season starts. Um, and in that uh, one shot, you can hear me unravel live <laughs> on air because I should never be allowed to run a system that requires me to keep track of um, enemy HP, very <laughs> detailed, and like uh, turn order and mm. saving throw, like not to, not. Not just it's not just D and D. Just I, I wouldn't be able to run Call of Cthulhu either. I wouldn't be able to run Marvel either. Um, 
all these systems where it requires the GM to take care of a lot of numbers, um, my ability to improvise completely goes out the window in a lot of ways. Oh. Um, so I, I and it's uh, and I'm not trying to be self-deprecating. It's just I know what I'm good at, and yeah. what I'm good at is yeah. uh, games that are a little more loosey-goosey, so I can just do what I think is most interesting. Mm. What I'm good um, at is ignoring what the game tells me to do and doing what uh-huh. I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of what, it's quite a skill. Speaking of what games speak to us. Hey, Travis, what's the what's the next season going to okay, be? Okay, before we do this. <laughs> Do we have more there questions? There is one question I'm going to answer on Twitter. Okay. Oh, oh I didn't see it. How it always says is how in any world was Leo allowed to be quarterback of the football team? Oh. <laughs> middle school. He's good at it. He it's just middle hates sc- it. Okay, he's aptitude. real good at it. It's middle school it's and middle he has school. aptitude. That means you get on the team. <laughs> That's- and also, he was the town hero. Mm-hmm. Like It was like a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Also, it's fiction. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. But but I mean seriously, middle school, I was on the middle school football team, mm-hmm. y'all. It doesn't mm-hmm. take much. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't take much. They they're not they're not pulling a lot of winners. Like, they're like triple strike read is on that team. Let them do this. So. <laughs> yeah. Also, Leo did uh win homecoming, y'all. So Yeah. So so Z snaps. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Travis, tell us about next season. So we're going to play a game called Fellowship. I chose this game for a few reasons. Number one, it's a return to fantasy, uh, which like oh, high yeah. fantasy, which we haven't really done outside yeah, of I'm excited. Uh, a mini and season now we might do two in, in a row. Uh, one last job <laughs> and uh, D&D, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people love fantasy, so um, I do, and I Me do too. too. And I... Um, I I'd, I'd really like those types of stories and I want to tell another one. Um, and it's been a grip since we did. So, uh, and two, I chose the season because of its interesting, uh, the interesting role it gives to the GM. Um, eventually there might be a universe where I w- like, I think, I think eventually it's worth experimenting what a season of very random encounters looks like playing a GM less game. Like yeah. that, that's very fascinating to yeah. me, like a full season. Um, but I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we know quite what that looks like mm-hmm. yet. Um, and fellowship is a really interesting, uh, it's sort of a, a, a dip of the toe into what that looks like, <laughs> because instead of being capital G, capital M game master, um, I am the quote unquote overlord because this is a very Lord of the Rings inspired game as fellowship would, uh, would, would indicate, oh, yeah. um, the players are a group of uh, adventurers who are trying to stop some world calamity uh, that is being done at the hands of this uh, overlord that I play. And so the way fellowship works is instead of me picking all of the details about the world, I just pick all of the details about this overlord character that I play, all their underlings, all of their uh, abilities, their motivation. I pick all of that. Like their, you know, I understand how their country works, for example, but if, say, Greg is playing as the dwarf, Greg makes all of the decisions in the narrative that relate to how dwarves work. Okay. How, uh, and so, like, if you're playing the the like a human ranger, say Lee, then Lee, you would make all the decisions about like, oh, what is the what is the wildlife like in mm-hmm. this area? So it's sort of like the 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 storytelling that is typically all the the sort of environmental storytelling that's typically all the GM 
uh, is shared among the characters. And so it's almost like I'm just playing a character that is the overlord uh, and we all share that sort of uh, narrative duty. Uh, like I have a little more because there's there's more like, because I'm essentially the one who is controlling like the engine that drives the plot. Um, but that environmental storytelling is shared between all of us. And I think that is going to be cool. And I'm excited. Yeah, about so it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, and I also started already rolling up the overlord and I like <laughs> some of the details about them. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> did we well, make a podcast? I think we did. We have a review. I think so. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me text it to you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at VREcast or check out our website at VRE.show where you can find a listening guide and links to everyone's Twitter. Our email is hi at VRE.show if you want to contact us. You can support us at patreon.com slash VRE or if you can't do that, we understand. A free way to support the podcast is to tell a friend, uh, write a review. We love to read reviews on the show. Um, Word of mouth is, you know, obviously the best way to get other people into the show. Also, circling back to that Patreon thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, we're really proud of our show and we want to keep doing it. And Patreon is paying for us to do it right now. And um, that's really great. And we really appreciate, like, even a dollar. Like, honestly... I support a lot of shows just for a dollar because it lets me see all of their private like Patreon posts. It lets me know like what's going on with the show. So even if you don't have enough to like get a free episode or whatever, a dollar helps. It's it's like a big deal. Um, and at a and, certain point, a dollar will get you free episode. Of the, yeah, that's uh, true. Sequels, yeah, if we season. get if we reach our goal um, to do a, a sequel episode. And we'll release that to all Patreons, regardless of how much you're giving. So, um, yeah, it's just like a, it's a great way to support the show. I mean, I know that is all we say, but <laughs> it really I mean, is. like, too. And we appreciate we it do. so it's much. It's such like, a big you, deal. Have no idea. We appreciate all of our listeners. Yes. And we recognize that if, like, if you're like a student, uh, like, don't yeah. feel obligated. Think you have no, to, yeah. Don't, it's never going to be you know, an if you're not financially able to you are not allowed to yeah. feel guilty that you are not yeah. supporting us financially um if you're in a place where a dollar out of your month is not going to hurt you then we would appreciate it we are eternally thankful for the people that yeah. are able and can and like i said if you can't we get it tell somebody that you like the show tweet about it you know leave a review because reviews really do help other people see it like, even if you don't have anyone in your life that you know of that would like to listen to our podcast, if you review it, then iTunes might be more likely to, you know, have us pop up for people. Yep. So, you know. Just to give people tangible stuff about, like, what the Patreon has done for the show. Like, we, the several episodes have been saved because of the Zencaster mm -hmm, backup mm -hmm. that we have. Um, We've been able we, to pay for a Dropbox so that we can all, like, share our files easier yeah we were all like using all of our file storage yeah we were struggling everyone has new equipment yeah, every every equipment. single person yeah. has new equipment you may notice that we sound a lot better than we did in season one <laughs> and that's because of patreon for our very generous donors thank you so much yeah. it's it seriously it, it 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 makes it not just possible but like easy to make the decision like i'm gonna keep doing this forever 
Yeah. Yeah, because it's not costing us money to, you know, I mean, it's expensive. You have to host a website and you have to host, um, you have to pay for like SoundCloud or, or whatever platform you're choosing to use, um, equ- equipment, like all of that stuff. Um, yeah, so, you know, however you are able to support us, whether it's letting a friend know, writing a review, or doing the Patreon. We appreciate all of you. We appreciate you listening. And we really love doing the show, and we're glad that um, you guys also enjoy it. So, yeah. All right. One meddling kid. That's the last time we get to say that. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Says, good afternoon. I wanted to say thank you so much for making the VRE podcast. I never participated in any type of tape tabletop RPG, but this show is incredibly entertaining, and after a few seasons, I have come to really enjoy tuning in each week to see what happens. Y'all are hilarious and great storytellers. Best wishes in 2019. Oh, thanks, Steven. Thank, Thank you, you. Steven. Whew, I had entirely too much wine for y'all to let me read that. Yeah, I can't believe that you just yeah. kept being like, I'm just gonna read this next thing. Okay, I'm gonna read this next thing. Okay, I'm gonna read this next thing. It's because I've had too much to drink. <laughs> it's a real vicious <laughs> this, cycle. This is my podcast now. Email is hi at vree.ship. I've got to enunciate. Free.shree. 1965, Swampskit, Massachusetts. Hey, cousin. Hey, cousin. That's Cat and Randall. They're from Texas. Um, hi, Mary Sue. Garrett has a thing for Mary Sue. It's Mary. Mary does not have a thing for Garrett. In fact, Mary has a thing, a very secret thing, for Walter Green. Of course she does. So does Meg. But none of that matters, because Walter Green is missing. What? What? You heard me. He's missing, and you're all suspects. Sir, I believe you're mistaken. On what grounds? I'd like to see your badge, please. It's possible Officer Ross isn't looking in the right place, because Walter, well, he disappeared near the woods, and that group that lives in the woods, they're different. Hollow, tell him what you told me. Um, I'm a witch. It's Kids on Bikes, available wherever you get your podcasts.